edition of Virtue and Vice right here on TheBigVitoBrand.com. I know I also posted on NoDQ.com, and it also goes over on Andre Corbeil's YouTube page. He runs WrestlingWithWrestling.com. I am Virtue being joined by the remarkable Robbie Vice. Hey, man, what's up? Well, it was 80 degrees in Ohio today. <laughs> it was hot. I was, sweat- I, 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 I was at work, and I was sweating a little bit. I had to go do some accounting in a factory today. Yeah, and I was sweating, and I thought I was getting sick again. But you know what? It was it was warm. It was. I was on a Zoom call, and since it was a Zoom call and not something I cared about, I noticed I was very uncomfortable. And I, because I I have my heat set like sixty eight, but it's seventy four degrees. I was like, oh, it's a little warm in my apartment today. So, yeah, I got to use the air conditioning near the end of October. Uh, whereas I clearly remember as a kid trick or treating in snow. So I know <laughs> things I know. are changing for sure. Well, it's gotta love Ohio, right? Well, hey, you know, I want to talk about a couple topics. So on Raw this past week, you know, we had Elias do his rock concert, and I absolutely loved it. You can say it was, um, you know, know, he was auto-tuned, and they just basically used his CD track. He lip-synced or whatever. But it came across very well. I liked it. I I enjoyed it thoroughly. He sounds good. Is he a great musician? Like, I mean, come on. But he's a wrestler playing a musician. It's a whole lot better than Jeff Jarrett. And I liked how they did the whole Jeff Hardy thing, and Jeff got some heat back, and and I enjoyed it. What did you think of this Elias thing? I want them to push him, though. Like, not just have him out there for comedy or for entertainment purposes, but then they don't take him seriously as a worker. I'd like him to start winning some matches. Yeah. But overall, what did you think of that concert? Because it's going to segue into really what this video is about, and we'll talk about it a little bit. So I'm not a huge fan of the music or anything, but again, like you said, this isn't this isn't me on Spotify looking for a new artist to listen to while I drive somewhere or something like that. This did what it meant to do. This was Elias, who is a professional wrestler, who is also a rock star in his character. And, and I buy it. And I don't know how much musical talent he had beforehand, but I mean, obviously this guy practices, he does stuff. And it was good, man. It was it felt authentic. They had real musicians there. It didn't really come off as cheesy and hokey. They basically treated him like they did a lot of their musical guests over the years. So I, I thought it was I thought it was for what it was, it was good. Was it was it like listening to a tool album or some prog rock or something? No. But it was yeah, it was better than the, the rap is crap thing with Kurt Hennig at WCW. Uh yeah, do the Jeff <laughs> the Jeff Jarrett thing. Yeah. Um Hockey talk, man. Talk, man. I, mean, I love hockey oh, but talk. That, yeah, that was designed to be hokey and over the top for his gimmick. Like he, he wanted you to think he was a true honky talk. Dude, man. honky talk man's great. Uh, he is actually, and as you probably you probably know just as well as I do, uh, if you went to a lot of those uh, JT Lightning shows or some of these other independent shows, dude, honky talk man was around a lot. I've I've, I've met the honky talk man probably like five to ten times in my lifetime and like he never remembers me <laughs> but like dude he's a cool dude he's always really nice i like him yeah no you know and i enjoyed it and why i want to say he's up, a mid-card act though would you have said that back in the day like watching him as no, an intercontinental because, champion because except i mean like to me when he jobbed out to warrior to put the title the intercontinental title on warrior sure it was the mid-card of SummerSlam. but i mean come on you don't say that you, you're like wow. i never even thought that as a yeah, kid yeah, yeah, i was like oh my god the ultimate warrior is terrifying he just well, killed yeah, the like, in the <laughs> chat, you know you got people calling elias a mid-card act trying to like dude enjoy it he's back and he's on tv who cares if you he's know mid- who else was a mid-card act though Shawn michaels the rock hogan you know, like everyone, I don't know. Jericho was for a long time. Yeah. 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 But, you know, speaking of Jericho, see what I did right there? 
I have thoroughly enjoyed his career, right? And he's had a lot of comedy, like when he was in WCW, but he was a cruiserweight trying to get TV time. He had comedy in WWE, you know, uh, the Festival of Friendship, right, was very, very comedy. But there was some seriousness to it because Kevin Owens still was trying to hold up the serious end. So it really kind of did make it a little shocking when the payoff happened and Festival of, Festival of Friendship happened and Owens turned on him. Um, that was nowhere near as great as Mick Foley and The Rock's relationship was and how that went back and forth. Again, Mick Foley was the comedy, but Rock kind of kept that serious tone. And then later on, Foley got serious again. And you have two heels in AEW, two of their top heels, a legend in Chris Jericho, who I still don't know why he has not went back for the AEW title, okay? Instead, he would rather... You know, I get it. He feuded with the drone. They were trying to make the broken thing work with Matt when Matt came there, but they didn't have people in attendance. It just couldn't work. So I get why they've changed that direction. Then Jericho went on to feud against Orange Cassidy, lost a series of matches, got thrown into Mimosa. And now he's mixing up with MJF, which is cool, like an, like a two heels meeting together, becoming an odd couple friend type thing. But I want some seriousness to it. And it started off that way, but now it's getting a little hokey. And why Why are people in love with this musical? Okay, so MJF in high school was in, was in drama and, or, or choir, and he, he's a tenor, and he can sing a little bit. And we know Jericho doesn't have the greatest vocals, but, you know, okay, whatever. They did a musical. Yeah. But these guys aren't like Orange Cassidy and Marco Stunt doing that. These are supposed to be your two top heels. And, and MJF is supposed to get built up as maybe your top heel of the company at some point. How, like, why, Robbie? Like, I'm not saying this wasn't entertaining if you were watching Saturday Night Live or a Family Guy episode. I was watching AEW Dynamite, and I want to see two heels. You, know, you remember those DiBiase, Million Dollar Man vignettes before he came into WWE? Oh, and yeah. He closed down the pool. He went to a restaurant, cut in line. That's what I think of MJF. Yeah, would no, yeah. of saying a musical with Virgil, but I, I just it's Look, I don't man. hate it. Like I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and see where this goes. But why was it you? Why did all these AEW fans love it? I did see a lot of people saying what I said, and you, which I think you are going to agree with me, that it didn't make sense. It wasn't as good as everybody thought. What has happened to poor Chris Jericho? What does this do for MJF? I'm not buying this. It, you know. Sure, I want AEW to be sports entertainment, but God, man, th this was over the top. Come on. This was stupid. Um, look, this this was bad on MJF. Because, like, when you when we, we were first introduced to MJF, remember, we didn't even know who he was. Remember the first AEW well, show? He's for the Cleveland area to a point. But, no, yeah. but I'm saying in AEW, yes. we had no idea who this guy was. And when we met MJF in AEW, he... Would you ever see him doing this? Singing. It like, doesn't it doesn't feel like his character. Snobby, I'm better than you. Right. Yeah. But it, yeah, this like, doesn't fit his character at all. He could do that down the road, but it's too early, I think, for him. Oh no, yeah. This is something that he could have done five years from now, maybe, but not with like it's just it, it feels really weird. And look, you know, people give WWE a lot of crap because they say that the writers are writing for an audience of one man, I'm starting to really feel that Tony Khan thing in AEW that a lot of this, this shitty comedy, a lot of these dumb angles is written for an audience of one. 
and they they can they can do anything they want because right now the AEW fan base will eat up anything that that company spits out. These people literally thought that Sonny Kiss should have went toe to toe for 15 minutes with Kenny Omega, who was a world champion, one of the best wrestlers to come out of Japan and had one of the best runs in the history of of wrestling in modern history. Um, and they shit it all away in the first year that they had him. But they thought that you know, and nothing against Sonny Kiss. I think Sonny Kiss is enhancement talent. There's nothing wrong with that. Dude, I love the squash match. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I enjoyed Omega squashing Sonny Kiss with two moves better than I did that musical. And and everybody knows I've been a big Jericho mark for 20 years. Yeah. But like, dude, he was just before in AEW, he was in New Japan being serious. And yeah. it was coming across killer. And at first in AEW, he was being that way. And it's just gotten hokier and hokier with him. I just I don't know. Yeah, and man. Moxley sucks as a champion. So yeah, their whole championship scene is not good right now. Honestly, AEW right now, despite their and, and I would even celebrate these ratings because they lose seventy to a hundred thousand week to week. But dude, this show sucks. The show the last couple of weeks have had some good segments, but AEW overall, God, maybe the past five weeks has just been awful. If but you like, look at it collectively, yeah. it's awful. Eddie Kingston and I love his promo. Comes yeah. off the indies and he's getting to his second title match against Moxley. And Jericho is mixing it up in comedy, doing musicals, losing to Orange Cassidy in the mid card. And he never went back for the title he lost. Tony, like it just it logically doesn't make sense. And Jericho had pretty much a dominant record, even with the one Moxley lost. And now he's accumulated losses to Orange Cassidy. Why he shouldn't have even went down that path. How is Eddie having it though? If wins and losses matter, how how is how is Eddie even in this match? You know, that's that's I know. it's I mean it's again, lying to that's the a fans. great promo, so I'm happy to hear him a lot. Yeah, no, like, for sure, dude. Great guy. Right, I, right. Like I would have liked to see him built up a little bit. You gotta follow rules. You know, people say what was good about the golden not the not the ninety-five golden era, but uh, you know, back right. back in the eighties, right? Yeah. It's because people were serious. There was still there was still comedy and thing. I don't know, man. I could go on all night about that. It's just that's that's the fact of the matter is is that fan base is gonna eat shit as as long as they keep serving them shit, and they're gonna like it and they're gonna ask for more and they're gonna turn their nose up at us because these fourteen year old AEW fans who are sitting at home not doing their homework because they're doing remote school think they know better than people who grew up with real wrestling. You know, you got guys like the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks and FTR shouldn't even share a ring together because Young Bucks are garbage. So, yeah, man, I and we talked about it a bit on the review earlier about, you know, Aaron doesn't think that the fan base has gotten worse. I think fan base in wrestling is is the worst it's ever been. And it's because there's no good fans left. Well, here's that there's no good older fans left. There's a lot of the people have been turned off by it. And, you know, we love it and we stick through it. But man, these kids suck, and I, dude, I'm I'm only 35. I'm already starting that. But this fan base is terrible. And I guess just before we wrap up, man, I'm curious, what do you think about the modern fans? And what do they are they a detriment or are they, you know, are they a uh, a good thing in the modern wrestling? It's you know, there's dirt sheets, there's dirt, there's you know, Meltzer started all of this. Yeah, fans are fans are in the know. This is what pisses Jim Cornette off. And by the way. For anybody that was, you know, follows Jim Cornette on Twitter, yes, he was referring to MJF. He loved MJF, and then after, uh, he probably didn't have the video out yet talking about it, but I know he's going to. After he saw that musical last night, I think he's going to revert on liking MJF because he's basically saying, dude, a character like that doesn't do that, and at least at that point of his career. Um, but fans, you know, the AEW fans are going to eat it up because it's funny. 
They want more wrestling. I want wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. We don't want skits and vignettes. But then when AEW does a skit vignette and it has their darlings in there, like everybody loves Jericho and, and you know, they all love MJF greatest deal ever. Of course, they're going to put it over. They don't want skits. They don't want skits. And then they do something goofy. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Dude. What really turned me off was not the AEW marks saying that was the greatest thing ever. When I disagreed, it was wrestlers and people in the business who most of the ones I saw putting that over were ones looking for work, you know, they're not currently <laughs> Funny how that works not currently on in WWE or in a main promotion. So that's funny. Uh, again, you know, I, I said meh on Twitter initially. I, maybe that was a little harsh because I get it. They were trying to do like a skit, Family Guy, Saturday Night Live, whatever. To that point, it, it was a little humorous. I was like, you know, okay, funny, whatever. But to the, it was, it hurt the gimmicks. Jericho trying to be, he's been too much of a mid-card jokester lately and i just don't buy that for jericho and mjf especially mjf is supposed to be like this i am better than you and you just don't go out and do million like dibiase would have never have never done a musical you know what i mean jake the snake (laughs) roberts when he was plotting with undertaker against the ultimate warrior they would have never did a musical with paul bear at the funeral parlor you know it's just I'm not saying there's not times for that because we did have the rock. This is your life, the rock and sock connection. But through all that, the rock kind of maintained serious. Like he didn't want to be there. And Foley was the one having a good time at the rocks expense, but they didn't both collaborate. And then finally, yes, they joined teams. You know what I mean? Go back and watch the whole rock and sock connection, how it evolved. It, it never was like, like the rock never did like leave his, his base of what he was. Right. Foley was having fun. And you know, Jericho going online and defending ratings, defending, you know, just like that's his gimmick. His gimmick is an AEW fan. Like I, I, Chris Jericho's gimmick on Twitter is an AEW fan. Nuts. Nuts. Work. And he's my all-time favorite. Still is. But, dude, he's coming off that New Japan work to this. And I'm supposed to – I want him to get, a, you know, MJF to that next level. He's not doing and it. In a musical, like you know, Greece. I'm thinking Greece. I'm thinking Sound of Music, right? And in an entertainment setting, if they're on late night TV, in a non wrestling format, out of characters, okay. Chris Jericho has built zero stars in AEW so far. Like, and MJF is the one to do it with. And that was the one. And, and yeah. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. If they now, if they say that was so successful, our marks loved it, and they continue to go down that path. Oh, I'm going to be miserable week to week. But maybe that they can get that out of the way, and then maybe this can turn into some good business down the road. I want to see MJF use Jericho to make a bigger name for himself and turn on Jericho and yes. have Jericho turn face. That's what this is all about, right? right. That's a little friendship. But just I don't know, man. Like I just wish they didn't do this musical. I wish that could have been two other guys that had no serious edge to them. And, you know, fans are probably going to say, well, that's what made it so great because we know what those two characters should be. So the fact that they were actually singing in a musical duet, and it was this great choreographed with the girls. The best part of that was the girls. Like, dude, I, I give up. I give up because, Robbie, all I all we can do now is wait till Dynamite next week just to see if, if – Tony Khan keeps putting his fingerprints on this. And I, dude, you tell me this. Why, why doesn't Jericho say, dude, we got to kind of do this a little differently. Why is he doing this? Just collecting his check. 
being a he's looking at like, his great great grandkids college Tony, tuition. Do you think Tony Khan like they got the contract, but do you think Tony Khan pays these guys a little extra? Just to make sure they're I, happy. I bet you Jericho is listed as a consultant or a lot of other things that are not tied to his uh, AEW wrestling salary. His wrestler salary is probably not the main draw of his, his money there. Dude, and this is what everybody go check out. See what Mel Meltzer's putting this over. And when was the last time he ever put any non-wrestling skit over? So that tells you he's on the AEW payroll. Look, when I want I get it. There's Fans that either love AEW or love WWE or completely hate them. I've said great things about WWE. I've said things that I don't like. And yeah. I've done the same with AEW, right? So if I don't like this segment, it's not because I bury AEW. I put a lot of things over for AEW. Definitely. So there you go. That's all I got, dude. I'm glad we talked about that. And I think yeah. some people are going to be shocked and they're going to disagree with us because, damn it, it was the best segment in wrestling history. Dude, come on. Seriously. Ugh. Maybe not good. It's 2020 that night. Maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't even think it was. <laughs> but even that, I enjoyed the Omega squash match of Sunny Kiss more. But anyway, that's all I got. So anything else on your mind or you have wanted to say I'm not doing any plugs past to you? I'm not really doing any plugs, Virtue. Um, there's a lot of great people that you could follow. And uh, I'm not even going to tell you those. I'm sure Virtue will take care of it. So that's all from uh, Robbie Vice here. Well, follow me on Twitter at NoDQ underscore Virtue, the most important. Follow Vito at the Big Vito brand. Make sure you follow Robbie, even though he doesn't want you to, at NoDQ <laughs> Vice. No underscore in his. No underscore. That's it. Like, yeah, make sure you check things out on TheBigVitoBrand.com, on NoDQ.com, and on WrestlingWithWrestling.com, Mr. Andre Corbeil's YouTube page. But that's it for this edition of Virtue and Vice. And hey, before I sign off, how'd I do in that debate on no DQ last Saturday? Did I win? Did I do okay? You fucking wrecked him, dude. I love those opinions. I never lose in my mind, right? So when other people say you, you, you won, I, I like to hear that. Yeah, it feels good. All right. Hey, see everybody next time. Thanks for watching. Bye.